tundra and I'm looking at this vast space and what struck me was what I'm looking at here is unchanged for 250,000 years or so and it was endless and gigantic so I yelled I went hey as loud as, loud as I could and that's how I got the idea for the opening of the piece composer Michael Colgrass talking about the music that we just heard. I think it's such an arresting opening, that trombone, and it represents him yelling into the abyss, as it were. He spent almost a month with the Anui tribe in the Arctic Circle, who's the inspiration for that piece, Arctic Dreams. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. Today's show is a composer spotlight feature. I'm featuring the music of Michael Colgrass. I'm so happy to do so. He's kind of a personal hero of mine. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning composer, but I think he's hardly an academic composer. He's certainly been aware of academic trends, but he's always found his own path and followed that path wherever it may lead, even if it leads all the way to the Arctic Circle to find musical inspiration. We'll return to Arctic Dreams in a moment, but first let's play another large-scale wind ensemble piece called The Winds of Nagual that's inspired by the writings of Carlos Castaneda, an anthropologist who spent a lot of time with the Yaqui tribe and wrote about his experiences, especially with the character Don Juan. Here's Michael to tell us a little bit about how these writings inspired that music. I started reading Castaneda's books in the 60s, and the first four books impressed me. The books that followed... I thought were weaker because Don Juan leaves the books. He says to Carlos, I've taught you what, what I know, and I'm leaving now. And so the tension that existed between them, which I think held the books together so strongly, was gone. But um, anyway, that story of a kind of father-son relationship is what impressed me so much in those books. And the incidents, the, the uh, experiences that they went through together. Carlos Castaneda is kind of a controversial figure. He's a highly trained anthropologist, but when he wrote these books, there's so much magic in them and uh, sorcery and things that a lot of people weren't sure if he's describing things that really happened or not. At any rate, they're very entertaining reads, and I find it fascinating that Colgrass was inspired by the idea of the father-son relationship, Don Juan the sorcerer as a kind of surrogate father for Castaneda. I'm going to split the piece up in half. We're going to hear the first five movements. The desert, Don Juan emerges from the mountains, and then Carlos meets Don Juan, first conversation. Don Gennaro, this is another sorcerer, appears. Don Gennaro satirizes Carlos, and then Carlos stares at the water and becomes a bubble. Here's Frank Battisti conducting the New England Conservatory Wind Ensemble in the first five movements of Winds of Nagual by Michael Colgrass.
Music inspired by the Sonoran Desert, or rather Tales of the Sonoran Desert, has read in Carlos Castaneda, The Tales of Power, Winds of Nagual by Michael Colgrass, and we heard the first five movements, Frank Battisti conducting the New England Conservatory Wind Ensemble. That's about half the piece, so I said I wanted to break it up, so we're going to feature the other half of the piece now, but here's a little excerpt of my conversation with Michael about the second half of the piece and the progression of the piece musically. I was uh, thinking of one of the incidents in Tales of Power and Journey to Ixland that really impressed me. And one was the Gate of Power, where Don Juan teaches Carlos to uh, run in the desert at night without being able to see the boulders or cacti. And when Carlos meditates on his death, Don Juan walks him into the mountains and uh, says, find your place of power. And Carlos, as usual, thinks, what's this weirdness that this guy is doing to me? And he kind of walks around a little bit, and he just says, and he be, describes him beginning to feel gradually warmer and warmer. And the warmer he gets in this one spot, that's where he stops, and he sits down. Juan says to him, this is where you'll come when you die. You'll come to talk about your victories and your losses in life, and death will wait patiently at your shoulder, and when you finish, death will point to the south. And... Uh, it brought out some of the best lyric poetry in me musically. We hear uh, Carlos's theme now become a, a very lyric line. I love this idea of the pragmatic, highly trained anthropologist becoming more intuitive, more emotional, and how that's reflected in the music. Once again, here is Frank Battisti conducting the New England Conservatory Wind Ensemble, Winds of Nagual, music of Michael Colgrass.
Thank you.
He gets such wonderful colors and sounds out of the wind ensemble, doesn't he? That's music of Michael Colgrass. We heard the last four movements of the Winds of Nagual. Frank Battisti conducted the New England Conservatory Wind Ensemble. Those books of Carlos Castaneda, whether you think what he's describing is real, that it really happened, whether you think it's metaphorical, whether you think he's making it up, it doesn't really matter because what he's talking about is so vivid. And of course, it's all taking place in the Sonoran Desert, which is a magical part of the country, a place where these kinds of things, if they could happen anywhere, well, they could happen there. Again, that's Winds of Nagual by Michael Colgrass. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Today's episode is Composer Spotlight, and my guest is Michael Colgrass. To subscribe to our podcast or for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, you can visit relevanttones.com. Let's return now to that piece, Arctic Dreams. You may remember we opened the program with it. Here's the composer to tell us a little bit more about the piece and even how this journey to the Arctic Circle came about in the first place. Well, I read a great deal about the Arctic, and then I had a friend who said, I know someone who teaches design up in the... Baffin Island in Pangertung. If you talk to him, maybe you can visit the Arctic up there. So I, I did, and he arranged for me to stay with an Inuit family for a month. It had a big effect on the way I wrote the piece, because I heard and felt things in the Arctic that I, that I had not picked up from books. First movement is Inuit landscape, is that right? Yes. How did you translate the idea of this physical landscape into music for wind ensemble? Well, the first thing that, that I noticed when we got to Pangertung I said, I want to go for a walk, get a feel of the surroundings. And I'm looking at this vast space, and what struck me was what I'm looking at here is unchanged for 250,000 years or so. It was endless and gigantic. So I yelled. I went, hey! And that's how I got the idea for the opening of the piece, because the trombone goes, as an Inuit might go out to the edge of the town and call to somebody out into the out in the open space. And the wind is blowing. The wind is always blowing in the Arctic, and the piece is full of sort of sounds. And there's something else in the Arctic too. You often hear kind of a cracking sound, like a muffled explosion, kind of a in the distance, I take it that that's ice shifting because what you're standing on is largely ice. And uh, those sounds and that feeling of perpetual wind found its way into the, into the music. Michael Colgrass telling us more about the piece that we're going to hear, Arctic Dreams. Here is Frank Battisti conducting the New England Conservatory Wind Ensemble. Music of Michael Colgrass. <laughs> Thank you. 
Drum Dancer, a ritual of the Anui people with whom the composer Michael Colgrass spent an eventful three weeks in the Arctic Circle. We heard the piece Arctic Dreams, music inspired by that incredible experience. Frank Battisti conducted the New England Conservatory Wind Ensemble. Music of Michael Colgrass, who is my guest on the program today. Just a fantastic composer, and there's so much more music out there to discover. Once again, quite an honor to have him as our guest on today's program, Michael Colgrass. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Christina Elsner. Relevant Tones is made possible in part by the generous support of GCM Grosvenor, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, the Amphion Foundation, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Art Works. I'm Seth Bosted, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.